You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This... It's off air with Chris Thomas and Steven Gagliano giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station as we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. Welcome, 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 welcome on in and a very happy Thanksgiving holiday weekend to one and all. Gobble gobble, mother effers. It's the All Fair Podcast. Yours truly, Chris Thomas, joined as always by my fellow 92.9 The Game producer, Steve Gagliano. Steve, it is a very, very fun time to work around a radio station. If you're a full-timer, it's kind of like a half week for me. My last day with Dukes and Bell was yesterday. I am leaving either later today or first thing tomorrow morning on a plane back to New Jersey to see family and friends. I have not been back home since November 23rd, 2020 was the last time I was in New Jersey. And the only family member I've seen in person since then is my father, who has come up to visit for various holidays Stayed with our very, very good family friends out in Canton. And, uh, yeah, so it's a really, really exciting time. Um, You know, this is kind of treated like a candy store inside of a candy store type of week because sports radio is a candy store in general to work in. We are very lucky. But this weeks like these in particular, you work a couple days. The shows are really loose. Um, You know, fun topics you talk about food and family and what you're thankful for and football and it's just a really really fun relaxing and easy kind of week um for guys like me and and butterfinger clearly agrees (laughs) uh humble humble brag here though steve not to be that guy but Unfortunately, for guys who are in your position, who are like the Swiss Army knives of the radio station right now, but not full time part of one particular show, uh, the week takes on a little bit of a different shape for guys like you. A little bit. Yeah, it's it's more of a all hands on deck kind of scenario for uh, for those of us that aren't, you know, like you said, kind of part of a full time show. So today I'll be pulling a little double duty. I'll kind of be jumping back and forth between doing sports flashes and working with Dukes and Bell a little bit in your stead. So yeah. And then somehow I'm actually not on the schedule for Thanksgiving day, which is excellent. I was on it for the first round of, you know, of the schedule and then an updated one came out and I was lucky enough not to be on it, but I will be there on Friday doing updates and you know, it's, 
it's part of it. And when you get in into this business, you kind of, you go into it knowing that. So it's not like some big shock of like, oh man, I have to work around a holiday. Like you absolutely are aware that that's going to be the case. So when I was in New York, where I started, uh, the great Eddie Scazzeri of the Boomer and Geo show, legendary uh, producer board up uh, sort of was the man behind the drop uh, sort of invented that. If you guys hear, you know, on Dukes and Bell, all the funny sound bites that we play. And, you know, when Carl starts cackling like he's about to fall over in his chair, the reason we do those, um, for me at least, and for everyone coming out of New York who's branched all over the country, is because of a guy named Eddie Scazzeri, who's the who's been on the morning show there for, you know, 20 years and is is the best in the business, in my opinion, at making the show sound great and sound funny. Um, he was also the new hiring manager when I started there. And part of the the spiel that they give you as a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, 23-year-old looking for their first shot in sports radio is, listen, if you want to do this, here's what's about to happen. The next two years of your life don't exist. You will work every holiday. You will do the worst jobs on every holiday either cutting sound or working an overnight shift or running the board and producing if we're understaffed. Um, and that is non-negotiable. So if you have any grand plans, if you have any, um, you know, desires to impress a new girlfriend by going to meet her family on a holiday, that's not happening. And that was ingrained in all of us from day one. It was accepted and we all, you know, kept our heads down and, and did what we had to do. It was part of the process. And, you know, eventually you get to a point like where I am today and you get part of a full-time show and then you become, in in 99% of the world, we are so unlike regular nine-to-five employees. But in this one instance, we do share the fact that, uh, you know, you do have to get some days off and there are mandatory company holiday days off. So, you know, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Thanksgiving, Fourth um, of July, we do get to enjoy the holidays with our family. But it didn't come without, you know, I'm 30 now and I started when I was 23 and I didn't get my first full time gig till uh, just about two years in. So I grinded for two straight years of no holidays, no nothing. And it was it was absolutely worth it because I love where I am now and love what I'm doing now. But when you decide to work in this industry, whether it's sports radio, sports TV, news, uh, you got to be ready for it. I think that that whole spiel deserves, you know, a media nugget bell, because that that is a very much, you know, real part of what we do. And like you mentioned, this is the first time that you've been able to go back home since you moved to Atlanta, which is mm -hmm. wild. But I mean, that that speaks to kind of the dedication that it takes to be in this industry. And I've had, you know, I've seen people on Twitter ask for advice of like, you know, hey, I'm trying to get into radio or I'm trying to get into really any form of media. And I, that's probably the the overarching piece of advice that needs to be hammered home and something that when I was in college wasn't necessarily, you know, delivered 
to me, I, I learned it obviously kind of along the way and through internships, stuff like that. But I think kids and people trying to break into this really need to be aware of that because like you mentioned, when you start, if you go in there thinking like, okay, I'll, I'll be off on Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything under the sun, like that's not happening. So you're in kind of for a rude awakening if you don't know what to expect when you get into it. Yeah. And some people may be thinking like, wait, Chris, didn't you come to Atlanta to join Dukes and Bell? Why are you just going home now after two years? Aha. Here's the thing. That process that I just described resets when you're then trying to go from being full-time behind the scenes to full-time on the air. So you have to do it twice. Not only do you have to do it once, you have to do it twice because the same rules apply when you want to be an on-air host because who's going to be the person to fill in when you know Carl and Mike or Andy Bunker or Fricky and Hugh or the weekend guys take off? Da, 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 da. in comes the hungry you know producer that wants his own show one day and uh it's like all right kid you want a shot to see how you sound on the air go work christmas eve that was bo bo and i's first show together on the air was uh last christmas eve so you want to you want to spend you know 7 p.m to 11 p.m with your family and go back home or you want to fill in for John Chuckery because somebody has to do it and we can have you guys get a shot. So that's, and I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my family thankfully is very understanding and knows this is what I came to Atlanta to do. Um, Cause the opportunities on the national side for CBS sports radio, national radio, little, another uh, media nugget here, Steve national radio and, um, Local radio are very different. National radio, um, it's more big personality driven. So, you know, when Jim Rome takes off, they don't just get, you know, Joe Schlobotnik to come in and right. Yeah, they in. don't they don't get his producer to yeah, just slide they, one chair over and, uh, and start right. They're gonna the they're gonna, they're gonna say, hey, you know, uh, Carl Dukes, you're you're a local guy in Atlanta, but we know you do some national work on CBS part time. You want to try to fill in for Jim Rome. So there's not, they're not, they're, there's no need for them to go down that many rungs in the ladder to get a, a producer or a, you know, a part-time guy from another market. They'll go, they'll go take their big wigs who they could eventually see having their own nationally syndicated show. And that becomes a tryout period for them. So everything's a big, I always say to friends and family, they're like, well, What's it like, you know, working your way through the industry? I, I say it's like the deli line at Publix. You got to get your number and you got to wait till it's called. And there's no shortcuts and there's no uh, getting around it. So this that's the duality of the, the holiday season for, you know, working in sports radio and sports media. Um, good for guys like me. Guys like Steve will continue to get those like Ohio State Buckeye stickers on the back of his helmet as he rises up through the ranks in the in the industry and uh we but we all we all will still have a good time 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Steve. They took Charlie Brown off TV, man. What's the Thanksgiving one called? Is it? It's a. It's, it's, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, that, I thought that was Halloween, but I think that's the. I think that's the Thanksgiving one. If I'm that would, not mistaken, that would still makes sense. Halloween, Thanksgiving, it's all the same. Yeah. Um, I think it might just be a Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Um, uh, it's just, Steve, these streaming services, damn it. It's just not the same. No. I don't have Paramount Plus, so I either got to whip out a DVD player that's in a back closet somewhere that hasn't been used in five years and uh, hope it still works, or you got to get a free trial of Paramount Plus That'll be up by the time Christmas runs around and then you can't watch Charlie Brown's Christmas or the Grinch or Rudolph streaming services. They strike again. They took all the damn holiday movies off the TV, Steve. Yep. First they're trying to ruin sports. Now they're trying to ruin holiday movies. It's not right. And you know, my family, we've had the tradition of watching Rudolph and a Charlie Brown Christmas every single year. And the one way that we've been able to kind of kind of skirt around streaming services, trying to own everything, a few years ago, we thought to record it, you know, just like classic DVR, mm. record it. And so now we have it that way. You know, if, if our TV ever gets wiped or whatever, like if we ever have to get a new, you know, DVR, if all that one day resets after a storm or something, then we're kind of screwed. But for now we do have our kind of main staples recorded in the DVR, ready to go whenever we need it. That's really smart. First of all, um, it shouldn't be this way, man. No, it, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be that this way. You shouldn't have to go through recording it and saving it for years over years on DVR, <laughs> taking up that precious, precious space on the DVR for something you watch quite literally once a year. Um, it's it, like at some point the greed needs to get to a place where you recognize there's a large percentage of people in this country, whether it's through age or financial resources or where they live that they don't have access to these same things and the 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 meaning of these movies for decades what it means to families that you know rich and poor and of all ethnicities to sit around with your friends and your family and get the feel good vibes and watch these movies and you know every year it's somebody's first time being introduced to these movies and now that's been at the very least fractured and eventually will be totally wiped if they keep being put behind a streaming service and a paywall. It's like you're making enough money already. I promise you, you don't need to take Charlie Brown and the Grinch and Rudolph off the air. You just don't have to do it. 
Right. And like, I get it. Like, all right. Like say you want to squeeze, you know, the Charlie Brown franchise for everything it's worth. And you want to give Snoopy his own little spinoff series or his own spinoff holiday special. Put that on Paramount Plus or Disney Plus, whatever these things are. But keep the original ones on regular TV or like regular cable, all that kind of stuff. I think it's, again, the core ones, like you mentioned, leave those for everybody. And if you really want to keep pushing out new content, whatever, that isn't for the masses, put that on your streaming services. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, or even do like a digitally remastered or like 3D version or you know, claymation version or something that's, if you still want to make it exclusive to have to go to the app and purchase the app or get a free trial for the app, there's ways to do it without blocking a large percentage of people that, you know, rely on just having over the air TV or, you know, can afford one or two apps, but can't afford six. And, you know, Paramount Plus was one of the last ones to come out. And it has very niche programming attached to it. Um, So it's usually not, you know, most people have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. Once you start getting off the beaten path a little bit, so many fewer people have it. You have HBO Max, which, you know, some people have it through like a phone subscription or something like that. But still, um, you know, Peacock and, and Paramount Plus, the ones that were late to the party and just came out within the past year or two. Um, you know, it's tough to convince yourself at this point when you really look at your bills and you break it all down and, you know, am I really going to get Paramount plus just to watch Charlie Brown? I'm not. And that's, that's the disappointing part of it. So like I said, if you don't have, you know, like my team, I have a giant TV over here. It's wonderful. I have my Nintendo Switch. I have my Roku. I have everything ready to go. It doesn't have a DVD player attached to it. It doesn't have a Blu-ray player attached to it. I can't tell you the last time I went through my collection or even if I have it anymore. I don't even know. My dad might have thrown it all away when he moved. It's not. These things aren't just readily accessible like, you know, they were the standard for two decades and then, you know, once streaming came out, it flipped everything on its head. So in my opinion, it's just a shame because there's just a level that just doesn't need to be gone to. And and for me, this feels like it's it's crossing the line. I just want my Charlie Brown, damn it. I know it shouldn't be that hard. Also, it, what you said there, it, it reminded me of something. And I'm looking at my TV right now. I I always wondered why. So you remember when, like before flat screens were really a thing, there were a lot of TVs that built into it, it had the slot for the VCR. Mm-hmm. Like it was a built-in VCR. There were never like flat screen TVs, even like before they got real thin, like they still had a little bit of a back to them. There was never like a built-in DVD player in the TV, I don't think. 
at least that I saw. And like, I thought that would have been a kind of a home run. It should still exist. Just like a car had a CD player. I always wanted to just be able to put a DVD right into the TV, but didn't work out that way. Yeah. They probably, again, just maximum greed just wanted you to have to go out and separately buy a DVD player. Um, Right. Why are we giving these people access to a DVD player for free on their TV when we can make them pay for one and then eventually Blu-ray replace that? You know, I don't think I ever had a Blu-ray player. I think I skipped that process entirely. I went straight from DVD to smart TV. I don't know what about a Blu-ray was so impressive or so important, but it didn't didn't crack the... uh, the zeitgeist for me and in, in sort of the mainstream technology, like, you know, you got to have your MacBook, you got to have your smart TV, you got to have your Xbox or your PlayStation or your switch. The Blu-ray player just sort of went into the ether after like a year or two. And we never heard from it again. I, I think I watched a Blu-ray like once or twice. And I remember thinking like, this is no different at all than watching a regular DVD. So and they're more expensive. They were more yeah, expensive. I feel bad for anybody DVDs. who got duped. Yeah. I certainly wasn't one of them, thankfully. All right. So I left a little extra time on the back end here because this Hall of Fame audio is a little longer, but I want to play the entire thing because it's so freaking good so you know steve when you're watching those stupid debate shows on tv for sports that are completely contrived and make a mockery of the profession and uh do absolutely nothing in terms of making you a better sports fan or smarter sports fan um and it's just two guys picking one side of an argument out of a hat and yelling about it I try to avoid it, but I know generally what you're talking about. Well, what if I told you that sometimes the fourth wall is broken and you can see the hatred that these two gentlemen have for each other after screaming at each other on TV for seven straight years about Baker Mayfield not being the guy in Carolina. He's dead last in QBR. 17.8. We're talking about yesterday. Uh, How did he look yesterday? No, you get some no, ass? No, no, no. Let me. I got the floor. Uh. Because all you do is bring up those 11 games. All you do is go back and talk about when he was a rookie and won seven games. Mm. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about because I got the floor. Mm. Baker Mayfield is dead last in 2022 in QBR. Blah, blah, He's blah. dead last. I don't blah, care. Blah, 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 blah. He's 57.8. He's 30 30 completion blah, percentage. Blah. You going to let me talk? Because that's you, what you do. If you stay on point on question. You never stay on point. Okay. I'm about to, to stay on point. You know, you're not going to yeah. get on point until yeah. I'm done talking. Okay, all right. That's right. Spew all your hate. I, I'm going to spew it your all. Your hate. Spew it. 17.8. Because all you talk about, you're uncertain about Justin Herbert. But you get on the floor for this clown. He's a bum. He's trash. And you know it. And every time you bring him up, mm-hmm. I'm going to let the world know exactly what he uh, is. Oh, you He's have four Twitter followers. Don't worry about Hold on. Yeah, okay. You talk about Twitter. And yeah. we come out here and discuss topics that you okay. tweeted. Okay. So don't give me about that Twitter stuff. Ooh. You can talk about my followers all you want. Yeah. But I got the okay. dead and right. And you see how you do America? He's talking about my Twitter followers. Mm. That's what I know okay. I got it. All and right. I'm going to continue to go. Right. He's 187. Tell me when it's my it's turn. It's not your turn. Okay. <laughs> He's fed football folks. Blah, got blah, blah, blah. 37%. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. 
courtesy of Fox Sports One. Man, for the audio, Skip and Shannon, that got uncomfortable fast. Steve, I love it. You could pick out the, you could take your little, you could literally cherry pick from a tree the exact moments where it went from sports TV yelling at each other, typical Monday through Friday nonsense to. These are the actual issues I have with you as a person and a broadcaster as we do our TV show every day. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so funny that for it to be on that topic, like to, in the grand scheme of things, does Baker Mayfield, you know, either staying or not being the starter in Carolina anymore, is it worth getting that worked up about it? Absolutely not. But I think it got to that place. Because like you said, it became real feelings, real behind the scenes anger. And to hear it come out around a topic that, like I said, really doesn't mean a whole lot makes it so much better. First of all, Baker Mayfield's not even starting this week. So right. there's there's That's, context. Yes, they, there's they point number Sam one. Donald. Point number two. Will you stay on topic? I'm about to get on topic. Okay. All right. I mean, listen, this, this is funny and this is great and it's hysterical, but it also is as raw and real lift up the uh, curtain and show me how you really feel moment that these guys would probably wring each other's necks if given the opportunity because of the way that, the show is designed. They both just want to be right and prove their point. But the the trickery and the shenanigans that are pulled, the deviation from the script, if they feel like the argument isn't going the way that they want it to, and the things that are happening behind the scenes with the producers in their ears telling them to do things and to not do things, you could hear... Uncle Shannon right there was uh, about to blow his top and it had nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. Nothing. I almost wish that they got to that next level and he probably thought better of it in the moment because, you know, staying employed and a lot of those things are more important than getting that last word in. But I think they were one, you know, octave away from fully hitting that, like, not point of no return, but, you know, approaching that. Yeah, and and the the difference between like a Skip and Shannon and and Stephen A. Like when you go on that show with Stephen A., you're in his dojo. Like he's gonna dictate terms, he's gonna dictate the arguments, and you're never allowed to win. That's just how the show is set up. That's what it is. You can go in, you can make your points, you can challenge him, but at the end of the day, he has more gravitas on that show, and he is the face of ESPN. These two sort of created that show together and both probably feel equally responsible and want top billing and want top, you know, dog status on the show. And they're, they both have, well, one of their egos is completely undeserved. The other one at least is a hall of fame football player before he turned into a broadcaster. So he has some credibility there. Um, But it's a completely different dynamic when, you take the egos of those two guys and they actually start to seep out on the set as opposed to just, you know, complaining to the producers or complaining to the bosses at Fox saying, you know, Skip is doing X, Y, and Z or Shannon is doing X, Y, and Z that 
I don't like on the show. Speaking, and it's funny, you know, that, so this was our Hall of Fame audio of the week. We could have went in two directions if you were, you know, if you were thinking of kind of feuds that made their way on the air. Did you see what happened on the SEC Network this weekend? I did. Break it down for the people. Yeah, so Peter Burns and Benjamin Watson were on the set of SEC Now or SEC Final, Mm -hmm. whatever, after the games on Saturday night. And they were all wearing similar colored suits except Benjamin Watson. And Peter Burns said, like, oh, did you not get the memo? Something like that. And Watson says, well, as long as my wife texts me and says I look good, which she did, that's all that matters. And Peter Burns said, oh, that's not the text that she sent me. And all of a sudden you felt everything on set get very tense and uncomfortable. (laughs) And then the screen cut to black for about, you know, two seconds and they're not there. And then you hear somebody say like, we'll go to commercial and they come back and then everybody's there. But it was a, it was a very uncomfortable situation that, you know, they both, went to Twitter afterwards to try to kind of squash it and say like, Oh, we're fine, but doesn't feel fine on the set of sec. Now, now there's been a lot of conjecture about was it real or was it staged? It's, I think it was real, but I think once Benjamin Watson had some time to reflect on it, I think he cooled off and realized like it was, it was a joke that Peter Burns like just let slip through his filter and wasn't like, it was, first of all, it was funny. Right. And it it wasn't vulgar (laughs) or anything. It wasn't, I I don't, it didn't seem malicious in any way, shape or form. That's why I don't understand the reaction to begin with, but I, you know, I I guess everybody deals with things differently. Will look at how Will Smith dealt with it. That's true. Yeah. You know, so it's everybody's different when it comes to, you know, there's everyone has their own triggers and things that set them off. But um, I, I, I'm going to say it was real. I, I don't think. Yeah, that was I think straight. so too. I, I, but I think, I think it, it, it escalated to a 10 and then de-escalated back to a five within a very short period of time. But once you get to a 10 on live TV, you can't take it back. So that's going to be there forever. Um, even though it, it didn't ultimately wind up staying anywhere near there for any length of time. Like I'm sure five minutes later, he was like, all right, he was, it was an off color joke. It, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the best thing to say on live TV. Cause you don't know somebody's reaction to it, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, it, it wasn't, he didn't, you know, slander, my wife or, you know, try to say that they were, you know, doing something inappropriate together or anything like that. It was just, it was a zinger. It was a gotcha. It was a, you know, it was a funny little quip. It wasn't, it wasn't anything more than that. Um, I think that was handled very poorly on the part of Ben Watson. You know, it was, it was benign enough that it could have been handled totally behind the scenes and not brought into the public eye. Like, we didn't have to know about his reaction at all. He could have, you know, either through Peter himself or through some sort of meeting with management or HR, if he felt like that was necessary, just get the message across like, Hey buddy, I know you didn't mean it. Um, the way that I 
took it, but you know, I'd really prefer my family is sacred to me and, and I keep my work and my family separate. That's all, that's all that needed to happen. So the fact that it was more than that, I think goes to show you that it was real. And, uh, but I also think it was diffused pretty quickly. Yeah. And when like, and anytime you leave the set of a live TV show, that's when, you know, yeah, something's gone wrong. And like, you know, the guys on, uh, inside the NBA, which is, you know, obviously one of the best sports shows out there. They, you can tell they joke with each other and they say things that, you know, could easily be taken the wrong way, but they never do. And that's because they're all very close. And sometimes, you know, they'll get up and leave their chairs and whatever, but everybody's laughing and it's light and you can feel that. You can feel the same tenseness on the other end of the spectrum with what happened on the SEC wrap-up, or I keep getting the name of the show wrong, but you get my point. Yeah, that's I, I agree with that 100%. It's always funny when Chuck will be like, all right, Shaq, fat boy, sit down. And then Shaq will be like, I'm not fat. And be like, I've been working out. What are you talking about? You're the fat boy. Like, you know, that kind of stuff is hysterical because you know right. it. it's them just clowning around, like you said. But I don't think Ben Watson took that as a clowning around. Definitely All right, not. Steve, that'll do it for this holiday week edition of the, I almost said the other side of the glass, which is the name of my radio show, of the <laughs> Off-Air Podcast. And I hope everyone out there listening, first of all, thank you for listening as we've uh, gotten this thing off the ground. A uh, little tease coming up for next week. We will have a very, very uh, happy but also very sad announcement coming up in regarding the show um, and the future of the show. Um, the show's not ending, so don't worry about that, people out there. But uh, we will make a major show announcement next week, so you definitely want to stick around for that. Um, but for now, enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Uh, well, we'll record on Monday. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. For Stephen Gagliano, I am Chris Thomas. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This has been the Off Air Podcast. <laughs>